guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is pato i bet you had a interesting day today you almost weren't here yeah it was it was hard i didn't know what i was gonna do today sucked <laughs> um <laughs> it was it was a very it was like a crazy stressful we both live in the midwest and today is uh the day that last night actually chicago got hammered with like 18 inches of uh snow did you guys really get 18 we only got we were supposed to get 8 to 12 we got six. Oh, see know? we were the exact we were 8 to 12 too and we got up by me where i'm at where i work um is was closer to 18 now where i live it was closer to six okay but I I live in between where I live and work. It's like two different fucking weather systems because of Lake Michigan. So when I'm south yeah. of the lake and further inland, like south southwest, which is where I live, it's a little bit you know it's chiller. You know, there's not so much chaotic shit. Yeah. Where I work is right off the lake, um, like north of, on the north side of the city, and that just is fucking. It was terrible, and uh, most of my coworkers didn't show up like oh. the intelligent ones just stayed home and of course my goofy ass fucking came in um and it was just a lot of stuff there was i had i seriously had a come to jesus moment where like i was just so stressed out it was like right right kind of before i talked to you and i was like almost vomiting because i was so like freaking out about work and yeah and it's like that's not a good feeling that's <laughs> not i try not to be that guy that lives like that 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 plays that high stakes of a game of poker you know i'm i usually try to be pretty chilling um it, that was not to be today but uh i had a, like a super awesome moment so that was like i was you know that was my crisis moment i dealt with it came through to the other side was driving home um and just saw like the sunset on the side of the expressway and moby's feeling so real came on my spotify and it was a nice little moment i was like fuck yeah you survived this shit you know because like you can can, i don't care if it's work or if it's like like a breakup or like anything we all have those moments in life like where you know someone once described depression to me as the inability to imagine a better day and that when you get struck down with depression it's because you don't can't can't possibly imagine this is ever going to be okay again right because if you do if you have hope and you're, you have optimism, there's something to look forward to or kind of like lean towards, then it's kind of hard to get depressed because you're like, well, maybe this will work out in my favor or, you know, yeah, whatever. Tomorrow's another day. And, um, you know, I, I had like the, you know, the walls were closing in and it was real fucking stressful. And then survive it and you realize, you know what, I've had like a million and one moments like these <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Right? I didn't think I was going to make it another couple fucking hours. and i'm still here and rock and roll is still awesome and that's uh, so funny i had that moment <laughs> yesterday yeah <laughs> just looking back on where i was exactly one year ago my whole entire everything fell apart and um you know it was uh, it's gonna get kind of dark for me but that's okay but it was it was hard you know it was really hard to to live um you know i woke up every single day and decided that well today's gonna be the day i'm done living and then i and then i didn't and uh you know now i'm still here so um i don't know is it better i don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> that's hard to say i mean well, it, it it should be i don't want to i don't want to die every moment of, of every hour i mean it's not you know that bad but um i don't like the person that it's that it's made me but i guess that's you know kind of uh i'm kind of in charge of that i guess so what do you mean you don't like the person that's made you i just used to be a better person before you know events happened in my life and you're a really just, good person oh well thank you well I, it's i don't think it's that I'm, I'm i've become a bad person it's just that i don't feel um as good as i once did and uh you know i used to feel like i could overcome anything and i used to feel invincible and i used to feel like you know i could see the good and everything and now i've just i've become so jaded and uh that's you know it's 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 rough to live with i guess um especially after you overcome being so jaded because that's you know what i did initially was that i did a lot i did a lot of work on myself and i thought i i had done a great job and then i learned that um you know none of that really matters because everything can come crashing down at any moment anyway so you know it's hard <laughs> you're talking about the breakup <laughs> not just it wasn't just the breakup i mean it was the week it, it, so in, in one whole week one week I was diagnosed with cancer. I was broken That's up right. with and I lost my job, my whole career. And yeah. so I, like I said, my entire life just came falling down around me. It was crazy. You know, it was my health. It was my, my relationship, my career, you know, everything just kind of collapsed. And, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm in a different spot. You know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm in a different career. Now I loved my job before that point. I really did. I really did love my job. Um, but you know, I, I, I do love this job more and I like fucking whoever I want to. And, um, I don't, I don't like having cancer, but that'll, you know, eventually that'll, you know, not be an issue. So. <laughs> right. I mean, how much does that weigh on your day to day? Is it, you know, I would think being a diabetic would be a bigger bummer. You know what I mean? Because there's dietary restrictions. Well, right. I mean, it's, right. So, uh, you know, having having cancer and, and, a, and a treatable cancer at that is difficult being a diabetic because I can't get the treatment that I need until my diabetes is under control. So my diabetes has actually been more of a problem the past couple of years than the cancer has been. The cancer, they're just going to take my whole uterus and everything out and it's going to be gone <laughs> but they won't do surgery on me because i'm i'm at a high risk for infection and all kinds of you know complications and things like that because my diabetes can't seem to be under control so my diabetes i can't get under control because i also have an eating disorder and um so i it's not going to get under control until i get treatment for the eating disorder and uh you know, so it's just I'm kind of stuck in like a catch 22. But I did start. I started a bunch of new medications yesterday and <laughs> some things. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, the I think the important takeaway of it all is that, you know, there's I'm still trying to do things. Um, so that's good. Right. You know, I'm not uh, completely ruining my life like I was a year ago. So. <laughs> Well, it's all, it's more about the journey than the destination. I mean, that's the way I, I kind of looked at it today was like, you know, sometimes you literally just, and this is anyone that's been in recovery knows this, but sometimes you literally just have to take things day by day Yeah. and don't, don't worry about what your ultimate goal is because that can seem too far away and too insurmountable, too big of a mountain to climb. You're not, you, so don't look at that. 
just look at the fact that like I survived another eight hours on the clock today. You know what I mean? You survived another, you know, day of, of not having this person around or not producing the correct amount of blood sugar or whatever the fuck's going on with you, (laughs) you know, um, you know, you just got to look at it day by day and then figure that this all might be over in 10 years anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So what does it matter? And hopefully, you know, we check out before these certain bills come due. Well, and it's hard, (laughs) you know, especially right now when we have like, you know, I'm not going anywhere this week. I'm not doing anything. And that's because, you know, it's it's fucking wintertime in the Midwest. I don't like to be cold. I don't like to drive in the shit. I don't go anywhere. So for the next week, I'm staying home. <laughs> oh, I'm getting fucked up on Saturday. <laughs> Hell I yeah. I am too. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I took your advice. I set a date. I like. I Good. Like, yeah, I, I was like, because you were talking about how like you need dates to look forward to. I'm like, you're yeah. absolutely right. So I, I, I put my foot down. And I said, okay, that's it. On, on such and such a day, we're going out. We're doing this. What? Sometimes and that's what you got to do. Yeah, I got the babysitter, uh, rallied the troops, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. But yeah, well, anyway, good. I'm then sorry. you can tell me about 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 your weekend next week. <laughs> <laughs> or not, I don't know. Or whatever. Yeah, I, you know. But no, I just everybody's inside right now. It's just a weird time. The pandemic's still going on, and so it it can be hard on a lot of people. We are having you know a spike in suicides and things like that. Um, you know, if if you're thinking about doing it, this is your message right here, right now, to not do it. Right. And. uh you know that's it even if well like pat said sometimes you have to take it day by day take it for me i had to take it minute by minute it was a terrible time it really was and um you know if i can do it you can do it and if you um don't feel like you you can do it message me send me a message and i'll i'll, I'll talk you through it as best as i can so <laughs> but it can be hard but um you know it's kind of fitting which is kind of weird because this conversation was accidental yeah. um, i thought about that too <laughs> yeah but but it, it does go into tonight's topic um so a lot of people are talking about the newest uh hit show the, the new family friendly show on netflix <laughs> the vanishing at the cecil hotel pat did you watch it so uh okay. i did oh now, you did no, i did <laughs> i got so i watched it i got high and fell asleep during some of it That's but funny. I did this weird thing that I do where I sleep sitting up uh-huh. where like I have, I like I'm propped up on my elbow and I'm like facing the TV. I do it. It, it freaks my wife out. And like, I, and so I, I rem three fourths of this. I was very aware for And then the last one I did it, but, and we'll get to this. I don't know how much time you want to spend on this. Cause this could be a completely different show, but I worked in the hotel industry for 11 years. Yeah. And I, I remember when this shit happened. Because regardless of whether or not the supernatural stuff or all the conspiracy shit, mm-hmm. there there are aspects of this that directly uh, influence the hotel industry and standards and practices. And there's also aspects of this that, um, you know, sh- shouldn't have happened but could have. And, you know, I don't know. I I have I have hotels. And plus, I like I said, I worked in it for 11 years. I have stories like you would not believe. Not necessarily weird paranormal stories. But just like crazy people doing crazy yeah, shit. Absolutely. If you have eighty nine dollars, especially with like Priceline and TripAdvisor and shit, if you know sometimes like if they're trying to move these rooms, and especially this place that we're going to talk about, what a shithole this place was. Yeah. Like, you know, hey man, if it's only thirty five bucks a night, guess who's going to be there? Every boo boo head with thirty five dollars in their fucking pocket, 
right? Yeah. And they're <laughs> going to be doing fucking drugs and partying and chasing each other around. And people are going to come looking for them. And all this stuff happens nightly. And especially now that COVID's going on yeah. and the hotels are begging people to stay with them. Like, I I have friends that still work in the hotel industry. And this, it's it's an epidemic right now of parties and, and crackheads and crazy people and, and all over the place well, i'm gonna shut up now well, yeah, we'll, we'll slow down a little we'll get to that <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you know initially pat pat had you know he mentioned he had something happen at work he almost wasn't here tonight and i i um was looking for a co-host and um i didn't want to talk about this topic without pat because he has worked in the industry and i definitely want to hear his his take on things so um so getting back to We'll, we'll start we'll start with the netflix documentary i'm sorry um, I, just, I derailed everything didn't i <laughs> oops that's my enthusiasm i like you for it it's it's good you, you keep that shit up pat netflix. um so did you like the documentary from what you saw even though you fell asleep did you like <laughs> did you like what you saw yeah okay. yeah yeah okay i um i mm, I wasn't a fan, but I think I, I found out why. Because I wasn't, I, you know, I watched the Night Stalker one too, and I wasn't into that one either. Um, I think my problem is that I don't like a documentary that doesn't give me any new information. And so maybe it's my fault for, you know, I know the subject matter. And, right. you know, there there wasn't more information. I knew it all. And that's 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 not the documentary's fault. That's just I, because I'm a nerd and I research the shit out of this stuff. And right. so and that's how I felt with the Night Stalker thing. I'm, I'm like, why is everybody crazy about it? I already knew all this. I learned about yeah, but not everyone. <laughs> it's, it's like you and my old guitar player that like know everything about Richard Ramirez. Like most people don't. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And I get that. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it's hard. I'm like, you know, I don't. So I don't want to, you know, judge it you know based off of that but it did help me decide you know more put the nail in the coffin of, of what kind of documentary i want to have because i want mine to bring new information i don't want to just parrot oh this is the moth band this is what happened blah 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 you know so that, that was that was a good you know that was a good realization um but it wasn't it was informative i think that it told it all um but the actual people and the actual investigation and the actual situation, um, I do have some issues with. But as far as the documentary goes, if you don't know about the Elisa Lamb case at the Cecil Hotel, go watch the, go watch the, the docu series on Netflix. It it does share everything that you need to know. Um, but it's got a little bit too much conjecture for my tastes. I don't, it, I, don't I don't like a lot. the yeah the some of the far flung conspiracy shit that you know that's and i was talking to my friend uh ashley about this the other ashley and she was like yeah netflix has a nasty habit of turning you know a two-hour program or two yeah. hours worth of material into a four-part miniseries yeah um i definitely didn't feel the need for this to be a four-part I agree. miniseries i agree with that the fucking the one guy oh my god he had i was fucking cracking up he's like he's like i'm a youtuber it's in the dictionary now and it's like what the fuck dude why do you have to fucking validate that <laughs> like he like this poor guy he's probably been i don't know he's probably been shit on by all of his family and all of his friends are like get a real job dude <laughs> for this guy to just come out it was just it was weird um the internet sleuthing thing we'll get to that we'll get to that i'm not gonna do that yet um back to the cecil hotel okay so the cecil started as a hotel okay and this is important, and I'll, I'll explain why in a little bit, but it started as a hotel back in, like, I think it was 1924. It was the 1920s. Um, 
and and it did really well and the whole area was doing really well until the economy crashed and you know we went through the great depression and all that stuff and that area just never really recovered from you know poverty and and you know some places didn't um the area is a very you know infamous area known as, as skid row where it's located um so like pat was saying earlier you know when you got a hotel <laughs> uh when you got a hotel in a strange area like this um that is also very cheap you're gonna have a lot of strange characters and you know so granted you know so, so the cecil hotels had that um it is notable for different occurrences happening like the um it's it's pretty widely believed that the black dahlia was seen there before she was murdered richard ramirez was there he well they think he stayed there for a while that other guy can't remember his name he was a serial killer he killed people there um multiple suicides i mean overdoses you know uh, more overdoses than than you can believe probably just in this podcast alone there's been 10 more there um <laughs> but I, mean, I, I well you know every every hotel that i've worked at had a fair amount of suicides su right suicide deaths well I, and it, i looked that up i was curious if if suicides happen more in hotel because i would think that it, like if you're gonna commit suicide you're gonna go to somewhere where like your family's not gonna find you or like your friends aren't gonna find you um you know it seems somewhere where nobody's gonna barge in and stop you um right. and and suicides do tend to happen about two-thirds more in in hotels than anywhere else so that's that's not uncommon right and look at any look at any hotel that's been around for more than five years and try to figure out how many deaths yeah. and suicides yeah, and right. horrible fucking rapes have happened there i yeah. mean it, i hate to say it but these places are, are magnets for that kind of behavior um and everyone that i've ever worked in had some ghastly stories about shit that happened you know adam so it's not and not to say that this place you know this place being the you know I, it's kind of a perfect storm because it's so old and the area and the way that they uh kind of sold it it's accommodations you know um yeah. it's lack of frills uh all of those ingredients put together i i, I bet it has maybe a slightly higher statistical uh you know count of of negative things happening there oh yeah but in general hotels are kind of magnets for that kind of shit right so i so right so i don't think that this is a new concept either i don't think there's anything spectacular about this particular hotel um you know nothing strikes me as as odd it's been the you know it's been an influence for different things like um you know american horror story did a whole season about a hotel and and that, right they use the cecil hotel they say as like some type of inspiration or whatever um which are we've never talked about american horror story are you a fan of that show i've never seen it <sighs> so i absolutely love it but quits strangely enough i've never seen the season i've seen every episode oh. of every other season but the hotel. <laughs> no you know why because there's like a really like there's a weird demon with a drill dick that rapes the guy from the new girl and like the opening episode and <laughs> i never i so i didn't watch this like as it aired i think at the time like this is something that me and my mom used to watch so like if i didn't have cable she would dvr it for me and i'd go when we watch american horror story together and smoke weed but like whatever um so i didn't 
I didn't see this the the premiere episode for the hotel season when it aired. One of my coworkers didn't. He's like, dude, that guy from that guy from New Girl got drilled in the ass last night. Like literally, like this demon. I was like, what? They, <laughs> they described the whole thing, and I was like, I don't know. I'm just not gonna watch that. You're, and then I just not, never. <laughs> you're not gonna like the whole entire just because of that one part. You're not gonna watch the whole thing. I I am you not know. a fan of rape in films. I do not like to watch that. I could pass. I I was uh I think it was Casualties of War. There's some Michael J. Fox Vietnam movie that like traumatized me as a kid. Okay. Well, you know, that's that makes you know, kids should not watch rape movies. Yeah. <laughs> so say that right now. If if you were letting your child I'm a huge fan of the of rape and revenge. I that's probably my favorite genre out there, it really is. Oh, you're fucked up, Ashley. You're fucked well, up. Well, I mean, I get to live vicariously through these people that get to take out their rapists. I like it, you know? So it, it works for me and, and my trauma um but like my kids never i'm not gonna be like hey you want to watch this rape movie <laughs> like, that's not, <laughs> like that's you know so i don't know how you i don't know how this happened for you pat but i'm sorry that it did <laughs> oh i had an ex that wanted watched megan is missing and then wanted to fool around oh, and that's I, was weird. Like, I was like you're fucking gross no that's weird that's not okay <laughs> that's not okay i i tried to one of my me and one of my exes were trying to like fool around we we got really drunk and we had cannibal holocaust on and we tried to like fool around and we just absolutely i don't know if you've ever seen it but we absolutely could not just because of the the soundtrack <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's so goddamn comical and, and if you know you know yeah so but <laughs> we were like this isn't working we've gotta we gotta turn this off <laughs> no I, I could fuck during just about everything except for that no god no yeah no that's like that's a topic for a whole nother that's all right i'm sorry (laughs) no it's all right um but anyway so yeah so like i said i don't think there's anything fantastical about this um this hotel now everybody says that it's haunted everybody says that it's haunted um i watched some stupid some show about it today i don't some paranormal hunters bullshit whatever and um you know it just the, the employees there are like oh that door wasn't open before and now it is and you know i saw this dark figure and blah blah, blah. you know so i don't know is it haunted it could be i mean i guess you got a lot of deaths there why not right a lot of despair right. a lot of people spend most of their life there you know living at that place so i mean maybe i could see that um but you know this is this is all pretty important now you know all the history is important because we have this big case it's not like the cecil hotel was was a stranger so like the show that i watched um the paranormal investigation show it was filmed before the elisa lamb case which is why why i picked that one out and watched it um i'll have to i'll get the name and i'll put it in the description description if you guys want to watch it um but yeah so you know I, i watched it before this case so it's not like this this place was a stranger to strange events um however the elisa lamb case just kind of took it and and it really blew it out of the water completely right um now everybody knows about people that don't even live in america know about the cecil and good maybe they'll stop staying there i felt bad for that english couple oh god (laughs) we'll get there talking about that poor english couple they just had no idea did they (laughs) no I had no idea they were walking into a big pile of shit. Um, so going back to Elisa Lamb and who she is. So this girl, 
this what was she 21 i think you know something around that age mm-hmm. um this girl comes to america from canada and and she goes and stays at uh the cecil hotel right and um then she ends up missing and <laughs> super super short version of it and um you know nobody knew where the hell she was they did have some weird surveillance footage of her in an elevator doing weird shit and then that was it um and then 19 days after she went missing she was found inside of the water tank of the hotel and this was only after people started to complain that the water tasted funny it was kind of brown you know yeah that's so fucking nasty they were drinking her like they're like coughing water yeah basically i mean that's ugh. i'm sure it did i mean not like it wouldn't it just not like taste funny wouldn't it like taste like death i mean it'd be i don't know from, from an engineering standpoint it, that's very that might be a california thing you would never do that anywhere else where you would um usually your domestic water comes straight from the city tie and it just kind of flows into your building and then you get house pumps to kind of boost it up to the different floors. The fact that they stored their water and the drink, the potable water, the drinkable water, the wash that you wash yourself with, the fact that you would keep all that in a container on the roof, it almost invites contamination. It does. I thought that's very strange. Like when you see water towers on top of buildings that's for cooling that's hvac they're they're it's it's because they utilize water cooled pumps inside the facility and the hot water goes up and it falls through the slats in the cooling tower the heat evaporates the cool the water cools down and then it kind of repeats the cycle the those aren't for drinking water so the fact that that building was set up like that like i said maybe that's how they do it in california because they have like droughts and shit but like okay that's a really bizarre layout for a facility i did not know that that was strange so yeah that's uh well good as, as far as midwesterners go like i said i don't know how the fuck it could be there but they okay. do shit on the left coast on the left coast stop it <laughs> so those holly weirds those, those holly weirds yeah <laughs> you leave those people alone pat they have wildfires <laughs> I know. all right just coughing but, water to put that shit out. Like I could, like I could. <laughs> some coffin water <laughs> that little bit of decay will help um so you know okay so that's that's the big picture let's get down to the uh i guess the meat of it all um and and we'll we'll start with the um elevator footage okay so everybody's seen this this elevator footage and if you haven't again i'll i'll, I'll link it again in the description you can go watch it real quick you can come back whatever um but there there's a couple of minutes uh, of footage where elisa is like in the elevator and she's like trying to hide from somebody and she's like peeking her head out around the door and then she kind of like walks out of the elevator and then we kind of see her again and she looks like she's talking to somebody but then she also looks like she's possessed (laughs) or something Mm. she's just doing some weird shit with her hands um and then she leaves right she pushes like every single button like in in the fucking elevator and then she's like pushing the the door open button also which she could have been confused that you know maybe she was trying to shut it maybe she wasn't um but it was weird you know a lot of people criticize like i remember this happening while it was happening because i am a i'm really into the true crime thing so i I watched all of this so i i watched the elevator footage before they found her body in the water tank and people were freaking out about the you know everybody people in the paranormal community were freaking out 
because the Cecil Hotel is known for being super haunted and people in the true crime uh, were freaking out because they know about, you know, serial killers and they know about the Cecil because of the serial killers being there. And so, yeah, it was it was just weird. What do you think about the about the footage, Pat? Uh, just the footage itself. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it it definitely um, begs more questions than it answers um, because we because of the limited view. See, you can't hotels aren't allowed to put cameras in the hallways because then they could you would never want to stay there right um because a lot of people bring hookers and shit back to their rooms or they do whatever that makes sense so if you had the choice between to stay at a hotel with um cameras in the hallway versus no cameras in the hallway some that's a decision some people would have to make and and you would lose business Uh, right if you had them so kind of you put them in the elevator just for safety reasons and even that's kind of sketchy because uh i worked at a place once where i had to um very early on in my in my uh in my job there i had to go and uh take a bunch of security cameras down and i'm like why are we doing this and they said uh oh because um they're getting rid of overnight security and if no one's there to watch the cameras then the cameras can't be there because cameras create an illusion of security when you see that camera you think there's someone on the other end watching it and if you're being attacked and there's no one and it's just recorded but there's no one there watching it it opens you up for liability or something this is what they told me well that makes sense i mean i i I guess it makes sense. yeah so the fact that like they got some weird shit on camera like okay you know, and the fact that it's she's kind of like peeking out of the elevator and she's she's interacting or she's she is interacting with something, whatever. Yeah, that that's not visible. Like that's how that footage yeah. just looks. Right. And I actually have a really oh my god, I'm gonna send you a, a some security camera footage that I fucking have from one of my jobs. Oh my god, Pat, are you allowed to say that on the air? I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't, but fuck it, I don't work there anymore. It's Wait, this, Pat, I'll post it on Twitter. I'm just kidding. So it's this, it's, I'm going to tell the story real quick and then we can get back to this shit. So it's this bum and he breaks into the garbage room and he looks around and he pulls out, uh, he, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out these like magazines. Right. And it's like these folded up sheets of paper with like Beyonce and like Kara Knightley and stuff. And he, he, he like unfolds these pictures and he sets them up on the, on the compactor. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and we're like and we first saw this footage and we're like oh my god he's gonna jerk off on camera so like me and all my apprentices are like fucking gathering around and we're watching this thing with our jaws open waiting for this dude to pull his hog out and start yanking on it and like he goes through this whole process and like he sets up all these pictures like just right all these like magazine pages that he had they torn out and he like you know he, he, he obviously is like involved in like this is like a ritual right so like he gets all the pictures set up and then he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a crack pipe and he smokes crack in front of all of them. Oh my God. And we were like, wait, that's it. Like, we thought he was going to fucking crank one out. And it was like, no, like he, like, he's like, yeah, Beyonce, look at me smoke crack. And, uh, Oh, it's like his friends. He didn't. Yes. That's it. He was like, and we, I, I was just like, holy shit. And, uh, I had to save that video footage. 
That was just, it was yes. just too good. I gotta put that in my yeah. TikTok or something. I'm gonna get TikTok. I wonder who that guy is now. He probably listens to the show. If he oh, he's probably, the show. No, he's not. He's probably <laughs> I dead. Hope, I hope he is. You stop. Right. If, if he's listening to the show, <laughs> he's probably fucking eating rats on Lower Wacker Drive. Well, like. if he's not, and he's <laughs> and he's out there. Yeah, he's one of our listeners. Contact us, please. I want to know. I want to know where you're at now. I want to know how your friends are. I want to know how the crack is. Um. It must be pretty good if you made friends with magazine pictures. Um, I just, <laughs> I just assume that like crack. I mean, think about it. If you throw your life away for it, it's gotta be fucking good. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, like I math. Mean, I've never done math before, but Jesus Christ, like that's got to be like some of the best shit in the world. I've, I've okay, I've heard really good things about math. I've never <laughs> yeah. done it though. I, I really haven't. Um, but but I've heard really good things. Um, so anyway. <laughs> back to this uh security security footage um so it was weird it was a weird interaction that that she had there and uh nobody knows you know what the hell was she talking to we will probably never know if she was talking to anything that we could explain with science or anything at all um the thing about uh her is that she is bipolar and yeah but that's that's bipolar that's I, that's part of the explanation I didn't get because I think I know bipolar people and they don't talk to imaginary friends, but they do. They have they have delusions. Um, they so I was almost murdered by my best friend's ex wife because she was bipolar and um, she was not. They don't. I mean, we went through this whole episode with her, um, and it was not good. So she was like actually waiting for me to show up at her house. Right, but you're you're corporeal like she knew you were real maybe she overreacted about something she did um, right. yeah but at the same time you're not imaginary but her her whole identity was not herself <clears throat> you see what i'm saying so she she wasn't she then all of a sudden wasn't female she was male she was going by a, a different name it was it was wild i don't know how to explain it um one of my other friends was found walking down uh the side of a highway and so, no, it, you know, I don't know if they can hallucinate or if they just create scenarios in their head where they they justify these things. Um, but I do know that that you can you can have some pretty fucked up shit happen with just be, with being bipolar. It's not just mood swings. It can be. There's different types of bipolar. It can be mood swings or it can be great delusions. I don't believe that this was caused by uh, mental illness. So I'll just I'll say that up front. <clears throat> I don't right. think that this case has anything to do with mental illness. Um, I don't think that she was hallucinating, you know, in through in the elevator or anywhere, and that's how she ended up on this rooftop. Um, I just, I don't. I'll get into that soon. Um, but you know, she was to her, she was on, she was interacting with something. Something was there. Another theory that people have is that it could have been she could have been on LSD. She could have been high on LSD. But you know what? Here's my thing about that is that, you know, when you when you trip on on most of the time when you do any drugs, but especially when you trip, you don't do it alone. I mean, some crazy people will do it alone. Um, I, <laughs> I guess she's I guess she's got mental illness. But, <laughs> um, you know what I mean is that especially if, if it was her first time, I just can't imagine that like somebody that she met in the city you know, for one, when I go meet people for the first time or even for like the third time, I'm not like, hey, do you have any acid that we can do? 
Yeah. You know, that doesn't normally happen. It's pretty, I mean, it can happen. It, it has happened to me before, but it, it doesn't normally happen. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like that whoever, you know, if she went and did some hallucinogens with somebody that they would then drop her off at the hotel and leave her alone. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would never fucking do acid in that kind of situation. No. Right. Like never. that's, I, I, you know but maybe she was an idiot i don't know i mean she could have been right she could have been extremely naive you know that's the thing there's not a lot of like she had her you know her her blog or whatever um but there wasn't but so what i mean if you go and if you base my whole personality off of you know twitter <laughs> i mean that's just not who i am you know it is you know it's it's a small sliver of who i am but it's not you can't characterize my entire personality based off of that you know so you know same goes for this we can't characterize her whole individuality based off of a couple of words that she chose to freely put out there on the internet you know it's just you just can't do that so i you know was she dumb i don't know but i just i it's just very unlikely that that was the case so i don't think that drugs were at play i mean they did the toxicology but they wouldn't be able to tell ass it was in her system it's a spinal tap right and i don't think they i don't think they did that um i don't know but you know either way um it was fucking weird the footage was weird it was scary you know it's it's uncomfortable and then she was just gone and <clears throat> so like i said i watched this all unfold so leading up to that point um and when they found her in the water tank the first initial you know report did say that she was found in this closed tank right and you know then we come to find out that that wasn't true uh, you know the tank was open when it was found so the thought is and, and then there was a security door that she wouldn't have been, been able to get through but then we found out that there's another way up to the roof that's not the security door right fire escapes the which fire they escape. the the second hotel that i worked at uh the one where i was actually uh the head of the engineering department um i was there during construction and they took the fire escapes off because of that yeah it was it was a remodel of a historic building and uh it came with fire escapes and they were like no fuck that those things gotta go because once again more liability than they're worth you're, you're you don't want sure. people you don't want people going on those things and then you got to maintain them yeah. and then you got to make sure that they're kept clear of snow and ice in the winter time and it's just you know they don't they don't use fire escapes anymore that was like a fucking 1950s thing or whatever you know yeah right well i don't yeah i don't see a bunch of fires yeah we do on the old buildings but you don't see them on new buildings anymore you know right oh yeah yeah if they if they haven't taken them down yet it's because they kind of got grandfathered in but at some point those all come down yeah that makes sense yeah so i mean that's you know then so that's the you know what they say happened is that she she went out a window she went up fire escape she went through put herself in the tank for whatever reason she wanted to swim i mean why why would she even get in there that doesn't even well roof up there well what how and go here's here's the other thing i i know for a fact that like yes you're supposed to keep those rooftop doors closed right but usually those are like a different key and sometimes you forget your key and sometimes you just leave it open and like it's real easy to come there come across something that's that's open that should have been closed and then you just close it real quick and say that it's fucking closed like well it's true we've all it's entirely possible that that rooftop this the 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 door door at the top of the stairwell was fucking wide open yeah because the last person didn't close it behind them or they left it open a crack so they didn't have to worry about bringing their key next time and someone wandered out there because that shit happens all the time too 
And why would they admit you know? liability to that? They wouldn't be like, oh yeah, right, we're... exactly. Of course you're gonna fucking deny it. You're gonna, right. Know. Right. So, so yeah, so she gets in the, in the water tank and, and, you know, but then they say, you know, a lot of people are like, well, she couldn't have, you know, closed the lid on herself. But again, they say that it was, it was open. Well, that's cool. But I think you got to look at it like this. If it's that unrealistic that she did it herself, how realistic is it that somebody dragged her body up there and did it? Well, so there's, there's a couple, there's a couple of issues that I have with the investigation and, and what they're, the conclusion that they've come up to. Cause at the end of the day, they ruled her death accidental and accidental drowning. Um, but <laughs> a couple things, um, the elevator footage, let's, let's go back to that again. Um, there is missing time on the elevator footage. There is. And the, the first time I had ever heard them address this was in this documentary. Um, and they, they just said that, you know, well, they probably, they just kind of brushed it off. They're like, well, they probably just cut it because it wasn't important or significant or whatever so why not just release the whole damn thing then if you have people questioning you just release it all if there's nothing on there if it's insignificant put it out there why is it cut just the footage is still out there somewhere we know it is so that was weird you know what what's missing from those minutes and and could it be nothing sure it could be but that would put a lot of people's suspicions to bed right there um second thing is that they insisted over and over and over again on this on this documentary that they searched that roof and did not find her there. If they searched that roof, why didn't they see that the water tank was wide open? How did they, how did they miss that? Mm-hmm. They have the cadaver dogs and everything up there. How do you miss that that latch on that thing is open? Either you didn't search the roof or she wasn't there yet or the worker is lying about how he found the door and if the door was closed if the latch was closed then she then somebody else closed it it wasn't her she couldn't have it was not physically possible for that to happen so you know there's a couple of uh, of issues that i have here now when you're talking true crime and you're talking these weird you know cases you know whatever the it doesn't matter what killed her or, you know what happened um you know whether it, it was satan or you know a person um you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt uh, of your theory. Again, it has to make sense. You have to make it make sense. And this one doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And, you know, I think that they just kind of rushed to the conclusion that this was an accident. Um, because, you know, honestly, they're probably the cops. They said that the cops are there two to three times a day, every day for various things. And, they're probably just fucking sick of dealing with this place and they don't want the big media attention who knows why they rushed it but i think they rushed it and i don't think that that girl climbed up in that water tank by herself i just don't <laughs> but i don't know what happened you know they found her body <clears throat> she didn't have any physical like she didn't have anything that was like oh this is what killed her there was no there was no like ligature marks on her, on her neck or you know there was no wounds there was nothing or, or so they say that's that's what they say but that would mean that there was some kind of fixing with the coroner's report. It would, yeah, it would have to be some some kind of cover up, and I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I I don't think that that's the case. But but I think that there's like a lot that they wouldn't be able to find out. Um, you know, because she she was missing for so long. Who knows when she actually? They don't even know when she died. You know, people keep saying she was in that water tank for 19 days. For all we know, she could have been in there for 24 hours. 
we don't know. We got no way. We have no way to know now. And, and dead before that point, she could have been alive for a week and then die. You know, we, we don't, we really have no idea. We don't have any way to know, you know, when she might've died. So unfortunately I think that this would just end up being another unsolved case. And, and I think it very much is. I don't think it's solved. I don't think that that makes sense. Um, and it makes me upset that, <laughs> you know, we're, that now they've put it, and I think that they put this into a documentary, not just because it's a, it's a hot topic, but to put it to rest and, um, you know, be like, oh, look, this is what happened. Stop worrying about it, you know. Um, but not because I think there's some demonic force or anything at, at the hotel. I, you know, I don't think it's a, <clears throat> I don't think it's that kind of like government cover up. I just think it's a we're lazy and don't want to do our job type of thing. You know, I think that's all it is. They just don't want to be accused of, of being, um, you know, not not able to to solve it, which I mean, it's understandable. There's no evidence for anything else. I mean, this is what you got. Yeah. But at the end of the day, those things don't make sense. <laughs> so, you know, that's you know, I don't like I said, I don't think it's that now as far as like hotels go in general. um, you know, fucking, fucking throw a rock at a map, okay? And I'll tell you what, whatever town it lands on, it has a haunted hotel. They, they're everywhere. Oh, I think they're all haunted. Oh, I think you can you can walk up to any uh, any go into any hotel and walk up to a housekeeper and just say, "Hey, what's the haunted floor here?" And they'll tell you. Oh yeah. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, the tenth floor." Uh, yeah, they've got a room right it's room one two yeah. two, you know or everybody knows who every everyone knows what floor it is everyone knows yeah. if it's a room or whatever oh yeah um yeah and it, usually it's attributed to something that happened in the past right. you know uh the first hotel i worked at the uh it was the seventh floor and there was a um football team that was staying there and okay. they uh abused the shit out of some women oh and uh there was very bad vibes on that floor ever since wow yeah okay. did they kill it was someone in that room or just did what did yeah they... somebody then somebody did, did die okay. somebody died on that floor as well um but that was you know you have um you have a lot of ods oh yeah you know and um there well, was you got people that live there and they live the rest of their life out at a hotel i mean it happens yeah you know that's definitely you know the case have you have you ever seen any uh ghosty ghouls at, at your hotels no um well i was on midnights for a very long time and uh i kind of learned to um i don't want to say embrace it but you you knew you were going to get the willies when you were walking around because oh, yeah. what how they would what they would do like in the winter time um is like you know you're only at 30 percent, right so you're basically going to put everybody on certain floors and then you'll have you know four floors that are occupied and the rest of the hotel is empty right sure. so if you have to do room pms or you're changing filters or you're doing touch it whatever you're doing you're you're basically pushing a card around and you have the whole entire floors empty right and um you know, I would do that and I would be listening to podcasts or music or whatever. And you walk into certain rooms and I remember this one time I walked into one and just the way the curtains were, uh, curtains were closed and just the way that they fell, I, I was sure that there was someone behind the curtain standing there. Okay. 
And, you know, at that point, you got two choices. You walk over and you open the curtains and you see no one's there. Or you turn around, you leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I just, I, by virtue of the fact that I had work to be done, I would force myself time after time to just go over and open the curtains. And guess what? There was never anything there. You know, and I think that's kind of a metaphor for a lot of this shit. But uh, yeah, man, you get you get fucking crazy vibes. You know, um, oh, all kinds of stuff. I was in tears when I was at the Crescent Hotel. I could not. I could not go up to the fourth floor. I couldn't do it, and I don't know why. <laughs> I still, don't, I want to go back just to do it now. I mean, I'm, I'm ballsier than I was then, but um, it was crazy. It was it was something else. So I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot. No, I- experience i had one case that uh i had one night that reminded me exactly of this case where um i was on midnights and i get a phone call and midnights at a hotel it's basically the it's the engineer security guard there's a front desk clerk and then there's like the manager on duty right so there's like four of you and you guys all know each other and if something happens you all kind of got each other's back right yeah even though i wasn't security even though i wasn't you know uh and I got I got a call that um, the police were there and they were doing a welfare check, oh, and yeah, yeah. they wanted me to go with in case I needed to break into the room or anything, oh. right? So basically, what happened was this chick had checked into our hotel and stayed there for three days without incident. She had a credit card, um, you know, she it checked out. She was using the right name. She was using uh you know everything was fine what we didn't know though was that she was a college student from like nebraska that went off her medications and just decided to come to chicago okay so um but when she but she didn't do anything wrong but her parents came and got on a plane and flew here and then went and got the police and then showed up with the police at her hotel because they needed to talk to her and they needed to get her to come home. So what, which is, how did this, how does this end? Did you go up there? She was there. She's yeah. alive. Okay. <laughs> so we go up there, we go up there and this woman who had been perfectly mild mannered and she had been in the hotel for three days and kept to herself, but didn't do anything crazy. Wasn't leaving post-it notes on shit or anything um this woman gets a bang knock on her door at one o'clock in the morning it's her mom she just flew in from nebraska uh you know come on emily you got to come home well this woman loses her shit and goes from like like what to like oh like fucking and it turns into this big thing and she's screaming and the mom's screaming and i was like well you got the door open i'm out of here and i just fucking left <laughs> like i i wasn't going to sit there and watch these these strangers fight in the middle of a hallway but it, it was you know, yeah I, I i mean i i had enough of the story at that point to leave i didn't need to see what happened next so um but yeah i mean so that you got a situation like that where this person i guess was at risk but like they really weren't irate or like disturbed until their mother just showed up to try to take him home in the middle of the night like yeah that would piss me off too she was she was her own guardian she was of a legal age she didn't steal the credit card that she used so how lawful was what her mother did to show up and try to take her home like that and that made me think of this case because i this 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 chick kind of did the same thing where like she just kind of had an at school freak out needed to get away 
and came to California and stayed at this shithole. Maybe that was, and I'm not, maybe that was her parents that showed up, or maybe that that's who she was arguing with, was somebody that came and was trying to take her home. And you, you don't know. think they'd admit to that? Um, not if it resulted in her killing herself. And but true, you know, yeah. I used to repo cars too, and I will say that there are certain people that no that don't talk that won't say shit no matter what. You know what I mean? There's certain cultures yeah. that are very, very, very tight lipped about fucking anything. That's true. You can't even get them to tell you if this is the right fucking phone number. Like they won't say shit. Am I at the right address? No, I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. So not to be stereotypical, but like, no, I don't think that they would feel the need to fucking say that they they were there and they they played any part of this person's emotional distress, you know. Hmm. Um, that's a good. Uh, that's a good point. I guess I never really, I, I hadn't thought about it that way. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I do impulsive shit all the time, and a lot of people have to come and yell at me for doing. <laughs> you know, it's not that I'm, I'm not an adult and I can't make my own decisions. It's just that sometimes those decisions are bad, and sometimes you know, my, my, my crew has to step in and be like, "Listen, you're making bad decisions." I guess it's nothing as crazy as packing up and leaving, but. I mean, yeah but if somebody can't i mean like think about it like this like if you're at a party and someone's like shows up and is like yo you gotta go home right now you'd be like get the f-, you know i mean yeah well, i know how i respond to that shit right and you know i mean you just you don't know this like and you know when that in your case in your situation you don't know if like you know maybe their her parents are you know emotionally abusive and she's just trying to get away or you know whatever i mean that's a possibility you don't know what they would be going back to or right right and that's why i kind of removed myself from the situation too because yeah. i felt bad for the chick she was but she was clearly over i oh, i think overreacting for the situation but you could say just as easily no the person that overreacted was the mom that got on the plane in the sure. middle of the night and flew to fucking chicago to bring her daughter home <laughs> from nebraska right <laughs> that's true what do you think happened with elisa lampat what, what's your take on it um i don't I don't think there was anything supernatural. I think that it was maybe she was being harassed by another guest. Um, I think she might have been unhinged because they there's several reports that she was doing cockamamie shit when she first got there, you know. So she was obviously a little off her kilter. And I've been to LA before. It's daunting and overwhelming and you know, that's in the nice parts of town. Yeah. Um, you know, a city like that, you gotta remember they I don't know what kind of homelessness you have in Dayton, Ohio, but yeah, that's pretty bad. I'll tell you, it's not that bad, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have winners. So if you're too much of a screwball, you're not going to get kicked out of the shelter and you're going to freeze on the corner of the street, yeah, right? That's true. They don't have that problem in LA. You can be as crazy as you fucking want. That's true. And, and, and all you have to do is survive the fucking heat in the summertime. Um, so they have a whole new caliber of bum in la right and you know that place was where they stay you know so like um who knows maybe someone was harassing her maybe someone saw her in the lobby and was following her around and was like trying to get a piece or trying wanting to holler at or something and you know it, it, it she was already unhinged and or maybe she made an enemy, you know, with all her crazy sure. shenanigans when she first got there. But I don't think I, I don't think there was anything ghostly. And as far as like the police covering it up, you know, I don't think there was anything. If they if, if there 
corners were cut or there was anything covered up, it was probably for the sake of just putting this whole thing behind them and moving on yeah. and, and stamping case closed on the middle of the folder than it was trying to protect somebody's son who was on a murder spree or some shit. Uh, and I agree with that. Yeah, that's basically what yeah. I was getting at is that, you know, is it, it is their verdict correct? I don't think so. And I think that there's pretty obvious things that, that point to that it's not. But but I think you're right. Like I said, I think it's just them wanting to just not work on it anymore. It's and it's shitty, but that happens a lot, <laughs> especially right. there. Especially there. Right. Exactly. This, this you know, hey, this wasn't a place where good things happen, and right. you know, hey, she should have read the TripAdvisor reviews before she fucking went. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You know, you were you stayed at the wrong fucking place. <laughs> Um, should have got that airbnb it was i don't think it was a thing yet but <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> but no i i agree with you i definitely i don't think that it was anything supernatural um you know i i just don't i just don't see it but i don't think she did it herself i mean i think that's silly i mean well, I I, right though um she could have made an enemy or just you know when you're homeless especially when you're homeless there um you really i mean that's kind of just that's your light it's so hard to get out of homelessness that these people pretty much live off the radar so i mean if she was killed by some bomb i mean they don't know anything except for it was some bomb <laughs> and she you know people that do this whole so one of the hotels i worked at had a lot of suicides and i would say i would say statistically there was a little bit of a higher than your average and it was because it was um i don't know how familiar you are with chicago but you know marina towers no. um it's on the cover of the wilco yankee hotel foxtrot album oh. uh they're kind of a chicago landmark they're these two corn cob towers and they look like like they they're these two towers and they look like corn cobs of course and uh people like to jump off them all the fucking time and i mean and down below there was the house of blues and there was a plaza where the val you would park your car with the valet and people would fucking jump off the towers and inevitably always hit someone's car on their way down and it, it or they or because if they were up high enough the gravity would pull them against the building on their way down and they'd fucking smack against the building like half a dozen times before they hit the cement and then you'd have like this the chicago police department like biohazard cleanup crew out looking for eyeballs and livers and shit like all over dearborn street and stuff um but yeah people people like her people that like i need to i just need to get the fuck out of here it doesn't matter where i just need to get away you know school stressing me out everything stressing me out i need to run right think about that for a second okay they're overwhelming things are going on in my life right now i can't cope what i need to do right now is run i run from problems okay so that's what got her there in the first place right mm -hmm. so i i just think that like sometimes people that do that they commit suicide you know because that's another that's the ultimate running from your problems i'm just gonna fucking die so i don't have to deal with this shit anymore but why you know why I mean? not jump then why climb into a water tank and and drown yourself i mean if it was suicide they're saying it was an accident but if it was a suicide i mean she could have jumped off the, it's not like it's a small building i don't know who knows what people are thinking you know <laughs> that's true in those final moments it's true you're just like i want to die but i've decided that i'd like to experience drowning before i die <laughs> i yeah. don't know i mean it's i guess you're right i mean it just depends i you know i know the times that i've thought about suicide i thought about the easiest most painless way to do it and you know 
drowning is not one of i've never been like oh i want to drown myself that's what i want to do you know that's i think that's i think that's a weird flex but but i get what you're saying i mean um you know we don't maybe she fell asleep and rolled in or something who knows she took she took her pills she took her downers because people like that have uppers and downers and shit right they have uppers in the morning to get them going they have downers at night to quiet them down and get them to sleep so maybe she a combination of alcohol and <clears throat> zoloft and it just made her pass out and she fell in the water or something or maybe she thought it was the hot tub you know <laughs> she's know. like oh this place has a hot tub <laughs> right does it have a hot tub i don't think so <laughs> no it it's definitely you know <laughs> it's not one of those places <laughs> that's true i mean hotels are they're a good breeding ground for for legends and stories and things like that um especially because a lot of them like they didn't a lot of hotels didn't start off as hotels like they started off as something else right some big weird structure and right. uh, so they already have like a like a his some type of history before the hotel happened and you know things like that and so and, and they're weird and even during the daytime just go stand in a, in a in a decent hotel hallway during the daytime and it's quiet you can't hear the other people in the rooms it's weird and yeah. you know it just has a very strange atmosphere to it especially you know especially if you're into like the you know the the being the empath thing and, and doing the energy work and stuff you know you can kind of feel all these different atmospheres and even though you're standing in a very quiet you know uneventful hallway you feel all these different things around you happening it's weird <laughs> so you know it's sure. um you know they i think they are good places for you know uh, uh, allegedly the hotel right across the street from the mothman museum is haunted um and oh, okay. I never, I never heard that until I started going there. But there's, there's a hotel. I mean, right there, it's like ten feet, <laughs> and you're at the, you're at the low hotel, and it's really old. Now, and they say the explanation for it is that because when the Silver Bridge collapsed, there was a lot of family members staying at the hotel to like visit people and things like that. And so it's like the spirits of those people. And who knows? Maybe that's just a bullshit extension of, of you know, them trying to make money off the Mothman thing. I don't know. Um, but you know, the hotel, it's still around. So I mean, it's but yeah i mean hotels have a weird history anyway um they have a very rich history especially if you go back through all the tenants that have ever been there um you know and 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 you get your regular people that do tend to stay and even though they don't die at the hotel you know maybe they have maybe their stay at the hotel was so significant on their life here that when they die they just tend to stay there you know i don't I can't pretend to know, but, but in this case, you know, again, I don't think that the Cecil's special. I, I don't think that it's, it's different. I don't think that it's extra spooky or anything like that. I would like to go stay there, um, you know, one of these days, but I'm a little intimidated considering <laughs> what we know. Sure. Now. But, but they've changed their name since then. It's now it's called the stay on main street. And, right. uh, you know, they're they're trying to rebrand themselves, which I think is really silly. Instead, what they should do is they should open up a fucking uh, uh, a ghost gift shop and uh, make fucking money off. I'm serious. That's the Crescent Hotel did that. They had a whole fucking gift shop of, of ghost shit and books and, and fucking T-shirts. And, you know, people just just go in just just to buy fucking, uh, you know, I hunted ghosts at the at the Crescent Hotel fucking T-shirts. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's smart because people buy that shit <laughs> so <laughs> i think that if if they were smart that's that's what they would do but mm. you know that's what i think i think that it was important for us to kind of talk about this not just because it's it's in everybody's um 
radar right now but because you know this this whole month has kind of been a series of like internet mysteries right like it's been kind of a uh a collection of you know all these like viral things that that everybody's talking about online you know i want to talk about that for a minute too the the internet sleuths right that is what they were calling themselves oh yeah (laughs) so i did you watch don't fuck with cats yes of course that was that was completely different though those people were cool that was so good right and it was good because of of those people right they were fucking great at their jobs (laughs) of being internet sleuths these people it's like it felt it felt like they were trying to do that but like and they were trying to like recreate that in the documentary but they were not that like the fuck these people they don't they (laughs) they did not (laughs) i don't feel like they they didn't offer anything helpful meanwhile you know the fucking luca magnata people they they did i mean they were on top of it they you know should have had that dude arrested before he killed a person and oh right my cat sneezed (laughs) anyway he wanted to speak up he's he likes those people too um so you know that was good now these people they just weren't like that and instead they were spreading all these weird conspiracies about right they were they accused that like mexican metalhead guy like they were a little reckless with their uh with their with you know their internet with their accusations yeah and that was you know obviously that that made me upset because you know that's that's my people that's you know as as a goth i mean that pisses me off that's I've never killed anybody yet. Um, so, <laughs> but no, yeah, the, no, they really did. They bullied the hell out of that guy. And he, it was so easy to to prove or disprove that, you know, that he didn't do this. It was so simple because, you know, his, he wasn't even there during the same time. He didn't even, he doesn't even live in, in the United States. And shit. <laughs> it's like, mm. you know, it was just, it, that was ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, they all, you know, felt like they were doing, such a good job and it's just it's it was really kind of it really you know as, as an internet personality it really kind of made me sick um because these aren't people that were doing anything really i mean they didn't some people were going out you know some people went out to like i think there was some dude that like took a picture of him at her grave eventually or you know some people went to the cecil hotel but not everybody um you know and it it just was it was fucking trendy to talk about this this unfortunate event you know whatever the hell happened to her and but that's still kind of gross you know that they do that right like you know for for the clout i guess to to get the big break on the case and which none of them did i mean it was just a waste of time i just didn't i really didn't enjoy that part of it all um yeah it just seems like it's just online shit talkers and they're talking about true crime like i don't right i don't get the whole true crime thing anyway like the the amount of of uh, some people really i feel gravitate towards it more than just liking a good mystery i think oh yeah there's there's a certain amount of um i'm gonna sound so old when i say this but like ghoulishness ghoulishness about it you know what i mean like yeah like like oh this one like the the people like that like pen oswald's uh widow like you know her deceased wife and like her obsession with like the golden state killer yeah what makes you obsessed with all the amount of pouring over those details that you need to do i feel that would that would turn most people away from developing this type of particular hobby 
maybe i think it depends i i like i like details and i like uh like i i like watching a new case unfold um but then again that's kind of more the element of like a mystery and like finding out what happened and you know trying to put because some of these people do get information some of the some of these true crime groups let me tell you what they, these people they need to work for the fbi they're they're great you know just like the don't fuck with cat cats people they were great at what they did and and some people are um and you know shit coming a mile away Bef- before anybody announces it you know about it because they have combed every single possible lead and detail already and um you know so that's fun i you know i think that that's interesting to watch everything happen and then you kind of get more of a i don't know you kind of when the case closes when you follow a case all the way through to the end and it closes then you end up having some type of closure and i think that the gratification of having closure probably is what (laughs) sets me off i don't get a lot of closure in my life so (laughs) maybe that's why i like it but then i have like other killers like there's one killer that i've been trying to read about for a while because i'm one of my video series eventually on youtube is going to be about true crime and i'd like to talk about the guy and he did some fucked up shit and i want to know about all the fucked up shit he did and i'm i'm a little upset that there's not more details about what he did exactly and i don't know why i'm not sure i can't tell you why the worse you know the the more bizarre the case is the more gruesome it is the more it makes me interested i can't say that i, I guess i like it but it, it makes me interested so i and i don't i don't know morbid curiosity i think i'm not i don't i've just always been this way i've always been into it so i don't know <laughs> but you know this was not that case anyway i mean which is weird i mean this wasn't a you know one of those things but there are people that it ends up consuming their entire like look at the chris watts thing you know that dude that killed his family and whatever um people are fucking obsessed with it still people are fucking obsessed with that guy and there's women that like believe that they have some type of like relationship with chris watts because they just were so obs- i mean that was their whole life day in and day out was combing over details about this case was looking at all of his text messages was looking through all of his social media you know and now they they send him letters and they insist that they know him even though he doesn't know them and you know it's fucking it's weird it's really weird that part is really weird <laughs> and i don't you know i don't get it but no i mean i don't it just depends i mean if they're helpful great um but they're not always but you know sometimes they can be um one group that i'm in specializes mostly in like missing persons right so they'll get like a local you'll get like some alert on your facebook oh so and so is missing and they'll share it to that group and they have helped find a lot of people um just fucking bored moms on fucking facebook like <laughs> helped find a lot of people and so you know it does have its place i just didn't think that the place for this was to put it on a docuseries on netflix i don't think I don't think they needed airtime. And I, I think it was just a waste of, of hours, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, that's, but that's what I think about, uh, you know, that, that stuff, I suppose. So that's my, that's my take on, on the Cecil. Like, like I said, I'll go, I'll go one of these days and I'll figure it out. Anne wants to go. She's so down to go. She messaged me. She's like, well, when are we going to this hotel? she is adorable she's just she she will do she will follow me to the to fucking hell and back she will and it's it's beautiful um but yeah you gotta stop by chicago and (laughs) iowa on your way there and arizona 
gonna be uh yeah we, got, we, we, we have a whole fucking cross-country road trip now we gotta go to fucking pennsylvania in july to go see joe bob briggs live <laughs> Oh okay. Yeah, so it's we just need to plan this out. But uh, Chicago should be happening in the spring, is what I'm trying to make happen. But you know, we'll see. Um, it should. I don't I guess I don't see any reason why not. But anyway, so I think I'm done for this episode. You done, Pat? You got anything else to add to the conversation? I got I got like a trio of hotel stories. If we have a few more minutes, please. No, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so this, um. Got a call one afternoon. It was a Saturday afternoon to come to um, a room because they needed my assistance with something. And, uh, you know, usually they don't give you a whole lot of information. They're just like, hey, come to, you know, room 210 or whatever. So, all right, whatever. I go up there. And the housekeeper is outside the room and she speaks Spanish. And I speak housekeeper Spanish, but this is like beyond what I'm. Uh, capable of communicating with her so i go in the room and there's an altar built on the side of the bed okay and it's got a it's got a plate with a with a cup of wine a candle and like a pork chop and um and there's like there's like some cards around it and shit and she's like she's like you need to take that down and I'm like, I'm not fucking touching that. And she's like, she's like, no, 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 you need to take that down. The candle, you can't have candles in a hotel room because people bring in candles for you know fucking sex shit, and then they fall asleep and blah blah blah. So never supposed to have candles. And the housekeepers are told if you see candles in a hotel room, you got to take them, right? And if they come to the front desk and they complain, well then fuck you. You know we can't have you burning down our hotel. You can't have an open flame in your room. So. She's like, well, put out the candle. You got to take the candle. And I'm like, I'm not fucking touching that thing. That is clearly an altar to a strange God. So my, uh, my hermano, my best friend, uh, work friend, Leo was working at the time and he is a godless motherfucker. He don't give a shit about nothing. So I called him up there because <laughs> I knew he would dismantle it and he fucking kicked the thing over and threw it out like he's like you fucking pussy he's like you're, you're afraid <laughs> he's just, i'm not no he doesn't give a <laughs> and shit and then he died that. a week later <laughs> no he's still alive and kicking <laughs> fucking how's his death, life is it good i mean that's... death cannot catch that man yeah we're still friends okay he's, he's a good dude but uh it ends up that it was there was a soccer team that was staying with us that was playing in a championship and they were from like i don't know south america or something i mean i'm not gonna come up yeah, but wherever they were from. And uh, one of the players had made an altar to uh, to some whatever god they worshipped. And it was, you know, it gave an offering of wine and pork and uh, for a favorable outcome to the game. And they ended up losing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they were shitty soccer players or because Leo destroyed their altar. He desecrated their altar. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But so that that was one of the funny things that fucking happened. It's because they got they got white white wine. They should have gotten red wine. That's... No, it was red wine. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, another story I have, I wasn't mine. It was an one that um, one of my fellow fellow engineers told me. But I guess he worked at a hotel once where someone had fallen asleep or died. I'm like had a heart attack in the bathtub with the hot water running. Oh, and okay. um they 
like i don't know i don't know if it was a suicide i can't remember but basically like you know red wine and zoloft and fucking boom sure passed out now the hot water hotels have like ginormous hot water systems because what happens at 7 a.m on a monday right everybody takes a fucking shower at once right so you have to have a very big tank it's not like the t- water tank for your house or apartment right. or whatever where it's going to go you know you can maybe take a shower and do the dishes and then that's it. it's got to it's got to reheat so um what happened was eventually the bathtub overflowed and then the bathroom uh took on a decent amount of water and then it started coming down through the lights in the in the room below now this happens fairly frequently because people fall asleep in bathtubs all the time or they get drunk and they leave the shower on all night whatever right so usually when you get a call like you know room 310 there's water coming down from the ceiling you know go to room 410 because that idiot probably left the shower going so uh the guy goes up and to the uh you know 310 complains there's water coming down he goes to 410 opens up the uh guest room and then goes into the uh bathroom and this person is dead underwater and there's steam everywhere and the, the bathtub's just like going right and um the cops come and they have to take this person out and i don't know how long they were sitting in there for but basically like they said that he said that when they took the person out of the bathtub like their skin stayed in it yeah <laughs> and like yeah and it was fucking sick and it was like a boiled chicken or something yeah um yeah. so that was that was uh, that was mike's story um yeah that can definitely happen that happened well i won't i i don't know what the listeners like so i won't give gory details but you know i I, see i think that's interesting and you just told that story so obviously you think it's interesting too yeah well that was mike's that was mike's dead body story my dead body story wasn't that good somebody od'd on uh someone like died uh trying to give themselves an insulin shot and they had a heart attack or something with their putting their shoes on or some shit the fat person died on a hotel bed and that was it that makes me weird <laughs> i know i know i was like jesus christ like I, it's hard putting your shoes on but i don't think it's that fucking hard um <laughs> so there's that and then i wasn't gonna tell that one because that's not really that good of a story but uh i had <laughs> i had like it was it was like a couple i don't know so first of all like what when you think of hookers like you think that like i always thought that hookers looked like like the hookers on night court or something right like giant hair and like electric blue eyeshadow I and like specifically picture the hookers from home alone 2 lost in new york you know yeah like fur coats <laughs> and like you know you're all right so like um but when i first started working in the hotels and i and we had an, the first place i worked at had like a nightclub in the on the first floor and there was hookers around and security would have to kind of chase them out at the end of the night and I realized that hookers look like like chicks that I hang out with, <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't know if that says the says something about the fact that like hookers look normal or the fact that I look like I hang out with girls that look like hookers, but like <laughs> they 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 were like not that they were not that garish looking. They didn't have that '90s porn star vibe. They looked like you know well put together, attractive girls, but not nothing crazy. And um the hotel the first hotel i worked at we had a real big problem with hookers and we had a real big problem with hookers meeting dudes in the nightclub and then going up in the room and doing their thing or whatever right yeah well 
I had like there was like a month and a half or like it was like a it was like a summer like a I don't I forget what the period of time was but and it had to have been the same girl or like the or something but I would get these calls in the middle of the night that I'd have to go out to the roof and look for a dude's pants or his wallet or something okay and what was happening was these hookers were going back to the rooms with the guys doing whatever and then saying you need to give me more money or i'm gonna throw your shit out this window okay I see. and the guys would like fight with them and then they would throw the shit out the window and leave but the windows were usually we, the half of the building had like uh, like a uh, like a half roof that was okay. underneath it so when they did it on the one side, the shit would go on to State Street and it would just be gone. But if they did it on the other side, I'd have to walk around the rooftop. And I just remember it was like every other weekend I was out there smoking a cigarette with a flashlight, looking for <laughs> some dude's wallet or cell phone or something. And finally, I was like, is it the same bitch throwing shit out the window? Like, don't let her in the hotel anymore. Like, obviously, this is like either either like the hookers all got together and decided that this is what they're going to start doing. Or it's the same girl, which was probably more likely that it was the same chick. It, yeah, probably. Yeah. Operating out of the hotel bar that was using the strong arm technique and tell her to knock it off because I'm sick of getting these guys shit. And then the worst part was, was that I'd always have to bring it to them and they'd be in the lobby and they'd be all embarrassed and stuff. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like oh uh, yeah I, I accidentally dropped it out the window like shut the fuck up you should have just shamed them like stop buying hookers at least buy better like, hookers <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning i'm trying to watch the wire and you got me walking around on the rooftop you know so there is i wish i told that one last because the other one i oh so the the one place that worked joe nick melinda is no he was that he was the like the high right like the tightrope guy oh yeah he um did the they made grand movie. canyon and stuff but he also walked across the two towers the yeah. marina towers that i was just telling you about that was the hotel that i worked at oh okay yeah they made a whole movie about that incident that really in chicago well, yeah about that whole i think i think so he was walking i mean i'm pretty sure that's what the whole movie i can't remember what the movie was called i i just i, I worked during then and people were getting sick in the imax theater oh no you might be thinking of um you know that i don't think that was nick lewinda lewinda that was they now that when he walked across the two towers that was on um that was on discovery channel or some shit and joel olstein was there and that was a whole different fucking thing but uh you're thinking of the joseph gordon levitt movie where he walked across the twin towers in in new york and it's yes, like in the 70s right. and they made a documentary called man on a wire and then they made like the narrative dramatization with gordon levitt where yeah, he's the, it's called the he's walk the, yeah That's yeah and he's the french guy. guy yeah yeah um no nick lewinda is he's like this like crazy conservative christian dude that like walks across the grand canyon and all his family are tightrope walkers and he walked across uh the two towers where i was working there and that was right before i left um yeah i mean i don't want to tell any of the other ones because some of them get fucking dark but that's <laughs> it it was good times though it was, it's an interesting place to work like 
it's probably like i guess if you're a bartender or you're like you, you wait tables like and you do it long enough you get like a lot of good stories and it's one of those yeah. jobs you know what yeah. i mean I where like that. you deal with the public and you see people's weird quirks and you know people's hotel rooms it's like their house you know and you go in there to do something or or whatever people get real weird and cagey and it is different yeah it is it is a different you know vibe but i mean i agree you work you work in a place long enough i mean how i got plenty of theater stories and oh the movie theater oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah all kinds uh most of them are just us though being <laughs> just the employees right. Um, but yeah, of course, my, my GM got punched in the face one time. Uh, one time, somebody completely broke the fucking toilet and there was shit everywhere, everywhere. Ugh. Yeah. And it wasn't like shit that was like spewing out of the toilet. It's like they fucking wiped their shit on everything. It was crazy. I, nobody under, and, and his pants were in the, were in the bathroom. So <laughs> no, nobody knows how this person even left. Um, it was. <laughs> I had to go like check on some old lady in a, in a private restroom one time, make sure she wasn't dead in there. She was in there for like two hours. She was okay. I got, I got a call <laughs> once that, uh, so go to, go to the housekeeping office, the showers broken room, you know, seven, seven, 18 or whatever. Like, okay. So I go to the housekeeping office and they give me like this thing and they're like, yeah, the shower head was off and this was sitting on the sink and they give me this thing and like, it doesn't look like a shower head. It looks like a uh, like a fucking like a hose or something. And I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? So then, as soon as so I'm walking back from the housekeeping office, and I have my radio on me, and the radio goes off, and it's the front desk, and they're like, "Hey, uh, seven eighteen wants you up in the room right away." Uh, they said that housekeeping accidentally took something of theirs the, with the shower or something. They want you up there right away, and I was like, "Huh?" So I go up there, and I still got this hose in my hand. And I knock on the door, and the dude answers the door. And as soon as I look at him, I realize that this hose that I'm holding on to is an enema attachment uh -huh. for for the shower head. And I was like, and I just looked at the guy, and I'm like, oh, this all makes sense now. Um, <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he goes, oh my god. He's like, I thought they threw that out. You have no idea how expensive it is. I'm like, no, I don't. And. Uh, so I guess like he had he had checked into the hotel and he had unscrewed the shower head that's naturally there and screwed in his um his enema, enema. attachment. I had some similar happen in another room where they said the shower was clogged and I was like, okay, like that usually it's his hair or something. And I went in there to unclog it and it wasn't. It was like this weird like it was like wet bark or like some kind of wet driftwood or something and i'm pulling this shit out of the hole the, the tub and there's these two guys in there and the one guy keeps kind of looking at me like like craning his head in uh in the in the bathroom to look at me like pull all the stuff out of the drain and i get about halfway through and i realize that it's shit oh but it's like shit that had been like washed and like cleaned and like of to, still had like what's like mass to it what I said, what's wrong with people? Well, he was giving himself an enema in the shower, and then, like, it clogged the drain. I know, but... I know. I it's know. not your home, people. I guess... Well, well they, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're there, and you're... I mean, if you're, sure. if, if you're at home, like, you know, do whatever you want to in your shower. That's on you. 
and but i'm thinking like i'm thinking like what is with these guys like i don't I, every time i've had anal sex with a girl i don't think i've ever had her give an enema first and it's never it's never been like like crazy messy weird about it i don't know i mean you know it must have their place i mean medically they you know there's reasons that you use them but <clears throat> i agree i mean that's not been i don't i won't i won't say <laughs> if someone's gonna slip it in just gonna slip it in if they're gonna bitch about it being dirty afterwards well then don't put it in there you mean, then you go into the wrong hole right that's, right. <laughs> that's just the way it is so i don't i don't know god that's so gross though why would you do that at, um, whatever i just ugh, i'm so happy i don't work customer service at all like that anymore people are fucking horrible awful disgusting beings uh, well the the one place i was at was attached to the house of blues so we would have all the musicians stay there um sometimes like not necessarily overnight but like let's say a bus pulled up like no effects like no effects yeah. is playing a show on friday night well their bus gets in at 10 a.m friday morning they'll have they'll get hotel rooms uh you know for the day and then what they'll you know so they have a place to sleep and shower and hang out and then they go play the show at seven o'clock and then at 10 o'clock they get back on the bus and they drive to the next town right so they're not like technically spending the night but they're still like and sometimes they would they would spend the night but yeah. uh, you know the the celebrities would always stay there and i'd have to sometimes like lock off the elevator and like escort people back and forth um when i first started working there samantha ronson was the guest dj in that nightclub in the lobby do you know who she is? Do you remember that? It might no. be before your time. No, I don't she, know she, uh, Samantha Ronson, she dated Lindsay Lohan for a couple of years. Oh, I didn't. I have no idea. I, I don't follow yeah. celebrities. I don't know. I'm not in the know. I, I really, I, I <laughs> Lindsay Lohan was like my generation too. I should have known better. Yeah. Well, so Lindsay, so Lindsay <laughs> Lohan would be there and I, and I would have to give her rides up to her room and, and whatever. Yeah and uh i bet you did i bet you brought her all the way up to her room no she was just that's what was so crazy was that like the first time she got in the elevator with me and i had to give her a ride somewhere she was like it was right after she had gotten a dui in la for something yeah and she got on the elevator and i remember looking down at her because i'm like fucking six four like i'm a big dude and i'm i'm looking at her and she's like this little girl and i'm like how much did you how much could you really have drink and drank to get that dui i'm like you probably had like three fucking screwdrivers you fucking lightweight and then i'm like so then like you would watch the news and like there was all this stuff about bad girl Lindsay lohan and like colin farrell like yeah. you know as an alcoholic and i'm thinking like man bring them to the fucking south side of chicago like let me let me i wonder how how much like these people really booze it up like if they're people like me and you could probably drink them all fucking under the table <laughs> not that that's anything to be proud of well, but like, i don't know i mean especially when you get endless money i don't know you probably that's right probably but but you're also like five foot four and a buck five yeah like that's true 95 pounds like seriously how, how what does it take for you to fucking wreck your car and in an in out burger drive-through like <laughs> nothing you know what i mean like you can't you probably had like three drinks at the fucking club and like that was it <laughs> just a couple cocktails it doesn't take me it doesn't take me much to get to get really drunk anymore i think the biggest issue well first of all i only drink hard liquor so you know there's that i do shots hey, no fucking around i do like three shots and then i'm like okay then i do two more then i'm i'm i'm, I'm trash <laughs> then it's the next day <laughs> you're right <laughs> that's it in my head i'm only doing two more who knows it's probably like 10 more i don't know i'm fucking drunk at that point it doesn't matter anymore 
right <laughs> but no you're right that's true that's true well that's pretty i guess i didn't think about that when you work at a hotel in chicago you got all these people cool people yeah fun people i guess <laughs> yeah i mean well i'm sorry that you didn't get to smash Lindsay lohan um no no katie perry uh i met her i spent thanksgiving with her i'm just kidding what you spent thanksgiving with katie perry yeah she um it was uh it was thanksgiving and she had she was playing a show at the it was it was i kissed a girl era Katy perry so it was like first album yeah not really super famous yet had one single on the radio and she was doing a black friday show at the house of blues so she uh got into town the day before um actually i think might have been two days before and i was working it was you know my work week so i was there and uh got a phone got a call to go up to her room that uh first first night first night she got in the wednesday she needed a new remote and i said okay so went up there and gave the remote she had like a tour manager some guy that like answered the door and like wouldn't just took the remote from me and gave me five bucks and i was like all right whatever and then um second night i got called back and uh she had dropped an earring down the the sink in the bathroom and they kept wanting to borrow tools to dig it out. Okay. And then finally I was like, I went up there like the second or third time or whatever. And I was like, get out of the way. I'm like, let me, let's see me. Let me just fucking do this. So, um, I went in there and, uh, started taking the drain apart and I got out, like got underneath the sink and started taking it apart. And she came in the bathroom and started talking to me. She was like, do you think you'll be able to get it? And I was like, yeah. And I got it out for her. And she was like, so happy to give me 20 bucks. But, uh, snoop dog did like a similar thing like he's he stayed when he stayed with us he had a whole wing of one floor like so like you get off the elevators and you go left or right when you went left it was all snoop dog's rooms and he had the room all the way in the back now he wanted to hook up an xbox to his tv <clears throat> and but i wasn't allowed to go in the room with him i had to meet with his people in another room and show them how to hook it up to that TV. That way, they could then take the Xbox into Snoop Dogg's room and hook it up in his room. Okay. <laughs> I was I wasn't actually allowed in the room with Snoop Dogg. I had I, I had to I had to confine myself to a satellite room, um, which what, was. What do you think Snoop Dogg's hiding in that room? They were just smoking weed. I just didn't <laughs> fucking want me in like there. That's, that's just silly. I mean, in the time that it took for all that to happen, they could have just, like, Snoop Dogg himself could have just Googled it. And, you know. But I guess if you're Snoop Dogg, you don't have to. Yeah. So, fuck that, we, I guess. We would have, Dan Aykroyd would, would stay there all the time. And oh. my buddy my buddy Leo would go through his shit looking for the Ghostbusters 3 script. Dan Aykroyd was a great <laughs> dude to try to get on the show, actually. Um, he was okay. He was I people have like mixed stories about him, um, about him being kind of a dick and stuff, but I always thought he was cool as shit. He was I mean, I was always like, Oh my god, you're race dance. Like <laughs> I was I was like totally like, Oh my god, you know. And he, he was like, Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Here, I need help with this, you know and uh he was cool belushi was really cool uh oh, Jim belushi yeah yeah because the two of them would do um they would do like you could hire them to do blues brothers yeah. shit for like your corporate event so like there would be a pharmaceutical company and they would rent out the house of blues and they would bring those two guys in 
and they would do their little Blues Brothers shtick. Yeah. And actually, we had a lot of banquet areas at the one place, and you'd be surprised when, like, so you know what a bar mitzvah is, right? It's like yeah. when a, a boy becomes a certain age. Yeah. Well, there's things called bat mitzvahs, and they're for the girls. Yeah. Like Jewish girls. And, like, dude, there's people that would, like, seriously hire fucking Kelly Clarkson to come and do a like a, a performance at the bat mitzvah for, like, 100 people. And it would be like $12,000 for like an hour performance. And we then we would have to deal with like all that shit. Yeah. And like the Kelly Clarkson people or like fucking Jewel was another one. Like who even gives a shit about her anymore? But, <laughs> well, uh, it was probably cheaper. So. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> they, they, they were the, they were the, they were the poor. The, 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 the I won't even fucking say it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, you know, that's, I, you know, I'm not going to talk shit about Jewel. She did her damn thing, you know, good for her. <laughs> yeah, I was, I remember I was talking to like my girlfriend at the time and she was like, did you meet her? And I'm like, yeah. And and my girlfriend was like, what did she say? And I'm like, uh, put on your PJs in the Paul Rain. <laughs> Something, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. She's fucking mumbling some shit about, you know. <laughs> she said I'm Jewel. Gonna... That was it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, who? She... I'm just kidding. I'm like, did she stay? Did she stay at the hotel? I'm like, nah. She was cool sleeping in the back of her car. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that's Jules whole big thing is she used to be homeless. And like, oh. Stop. <laughs> she just they just parked on the side of fucking Dearborn Street and just crashed in the back. Well, I think bit. that's um. <laughs> wow. That on that note, I, I think that's a that's a great way to end this fucking dark, depressing show about murder and mystery in hotels. <laughs> it works for me. That's great. Well, I mean, you know, let us guys, uh, let us guys, let us know what you guys think about what happened to Elisa. Do you think that they, the detectives are correct? Um, do you think that they need to do some more detecting? Um, you know, it, it's, it's closed now. They'll never reopen it. Um, and I, I don't think we'll ever know. Uh, I think at this point it's just uh, speculation and, you know, it's fun to, it's fun to dream even when those dreams are, are nightmares. So. But on that note, guys, we will uh, see you back here next Wednesday.